0: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Tom.
1: And this is Alisa.
0: And this is the Being Church podcast. And um, we're recording on a Sunday afternoon, which we never do, uh, because Sunday we spend with our families and ourselves uh, away from work. But um, as you may know, this last week has been pretty uh, troublesome, to say the least, for the American church. Um, And so in order not to be tone deaf, I guess you might say in order to, we want to treat this for you guys in some way, this whole situation. Um, we decided to come in on Sunday so that we'd have something for you this week. Um,
1: right. I feel like we just decided we just needed to process a little bit. we, We had a few things scheduled, uh, for, to go out, be pushed out this Wednesday and it just doesn't feel right to push out anything that doesn't have to do with, uh, what is on most of our hearts and our minds. So, yeah. um, it's not, a, an answers, um, episode. It's not really, uh, it's not really anything other than us kind of sitting with, um, our pain and our shame and our sorrow and just, um, commiserating a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's part of the reason I love podcasting is because I feel like so often, I mean, we are lay people, right? So we are, of the voice of the church. And so I think that we feel just like many of you feel right now. You know, um it did take us a, a little bit to say, like, oh, I guess we should podcast about this. We didn't really know what to say. We didn't have words for it. Right. Um
1: And I still don't think that we really have no, any words. I don't. Because we really wanna I think I think on this podcast, a lot of times you and I kind of just try to hash out Yeah uh things that we ourselves struggle with or we know people struggle with, and we just Try to find some things to work towards, mm-hmm. um, and this um, this something is so huge and so destructive that it feels kind of a little um, silly, I guess, to try to hash yeah. something out that doesn't really. It's
0: overwhelming, right? It's because overwhelming. because not only is it such a huge problem, it is right, and it's pervasive, but it goes into it takes it affects so many things that I don't know about right? church politics, church hierarchy. Like I know, you know, priest, bishop, whatever, but like how people get into these positions. And I don't know about the intricacies
1: is what I'm right. Not
0: at a loss for right. And that's something that lay people shouldn't have to think about. Right. Because there shouldn't be a secret process or things that we have to, you know, I mean, right. Like you want things to be honest. Um, But this past week, I've definitely done a lot of thinking like, okay, there is a lot that's done in secret. What needs to change and what needs to come to light?
1: Right. And what do I need to learn more about in order to be educated in the things that I think, uh, can change or that Mm -hmm. I can be, I don't want to just throw a bunch of things on the wall and hope that something sticks. You know, um, a lot of the resources and things that I looked into this week, uh, trusted sources of people, laity mostly yeah. Yeah. um, that I know uh that have just been really good examples. You know, uh one of the first things they said to do was to um to write letters to your bishop and yeah. to your pastor if they uh had not addressed it. And and that was one of the things that I was telling you, Tom, is that I felt this week as I, I felt like I really needed to be shepherded. Mm-hmm. And this week I just I just did. Um, I, um, I was really, really hurting on what I, you know, I think it was hard for a lot of us to go to Holy day of obligation mass on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, it was hard for us to drag ourselves there. Um, and, uh, I was here for the noon mass and father James just, uh, was so with us and so for us. And so, um, I, I needed that.
0: Yeah. I think this week has kind of, uh, it's the culmination of a lot of stuff that's been happening for the last month and a half, right? right. Um, you know, we heard about former Cardinal McCarrick and all this stuff that he, uh, all this, the allegations that follow him. Um, and from the, from the moment that that hit the news or whatever that started, you know, it was in my mind, I wanted us to speak about it. You know, I, I wanted our parish to say something. I wanted the church in general to start condemning and speak because this is what we should do, you know? when these terrible things come up. And, um, and for the most part, uh, I was a little disappointed cause the church kind of stayed quiet. Right. Uh, including locally. Uh, and I don't just mean St. Louis, I mean Austin. Right. And, um, and so I actually, the next the couple weeks after that, I was on vacation. So I was out of town, um, a few Sundays in a row. So I didn't get a chance to be here and, uh, I didn't get a chance to be with my St. Louis family. And so, um, originally I was not supposed to be here today. I was supposed to be in Houston, but on Wednesday when all this hit the fan, um, first of all, I was like, I have to leave work. I couldn't, I couldn't be at work. I was like, I need, I was like physically reacting right. to things. It was, it A was lot of us were very unfortunate, but I just, I needed to be with my family on Sunday. Like I needed to be back home because I knew that our priests would not, we have good holy men leading us here. Right. And I knew they would not, uh, let us swim in this alone. Right. right? Right. They, they, and they, they've done a great job just kind of reminding us that it's about integrity and it's about, I don't know.
1: Jesus. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, these men remind me that I love this church, not because of the priests and bishops that serve her, but, because it's Jesus Christ's church. Right. And I have to keep reminding myself of
1: that. And I told Jesus on the way in actually today, I just said, you know, I'm I'm struggling. I know you know I'm struggling and this is hard and it's just been, it's been kind of a hard summer just in general. So this last week was like an exclamation point on a really hard couple of months. So I'm yeah. just like, I, this is the place that I go to in order to survive all those other things. And for this place to be a disaster right now is just, it's almost too much. I need you to tell me um, that this is where I belong. Like that this is worth the fight because I'm feeling, I'm feeling um, overwhelmed. And you know, uh, mass today was uh, Deacon Rob just gave a, a really powerful homily and it's just he reminded us you know that uh the sacrifice of the altar that's why we're here and mm-hmm. um that's what's most important right and so we kind of just have to fight f- for 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 the beauty and the truth and the light and we can't just say okay well this is a disaster so y'all figure it out i'm i'm out of here
0: right well I don't know if you read any of the report I did and it was just just absolutely horrific
1: I I read one line that somebody posted a, about a little girl about a seven-year-old and I I, I have I, I just couldn't no I, I just and
0: I honestly think like yeah like for the sake of just being honest and truthful sure that should come out and people can read it if they want to but I honestly think that most people are they don't we don't need to read that. I don't know. Maybe we do. But, yeah. like, for a lot of people, especially parents, like, it's just dark, man. Right. It's dark stuff. Like, you can trust that it's horrible, you can right. trust that it's awful. Um, and so, I know that people are reading that. And I know that people are going, Well, I'm done with this church. Um, you and I love the church very much. Mm, so much. Uh, even though we work for it. <laughs> <laughs> In spite right. of
1: working for it, right. I love the church.
0: Yeah, but like, but there are people out there who have been really hurt by the church, abused, um, or or just people who are suffering. You know, the ripple effects from others' abuse. You know, right. this is this is the effect of sin, right? right? This is some of this stuff happened 50 years ago, right? And we're still feeling the effects of it like it happened yesterday. This is the reality of sin. This is the power of of criminal action, you know, right. um, against God and against one another. And so it's. It's hard for me to – I'm just going to be honest. It's hard for me to advocate for the church right now. Um, when someone says, like, hey, you know, I, I'm tired of this. I'm leaving. Of course I'm sad. And, right. of course, I don't agree with that. And I don't want anyone to leave this church because I believe that we have truth. Right. And I believe it goes beyond the priests but um, and the cardinals and bishops and all that. But on some level, I just –
1: I, I mean, we can understand. I for understand. Sure. Can't, I can't judge can't anybody emp- who's right. like.
0: We can empathize. Upset. Yeah. For
1: sure, we can empathize. But you know, I've spent again. I've spent this week uh, close to a lot of like uh, accounts and um, mm-hmm. just things that that uh, just really have always encouraged me in my faith. And there's this uh, there's this account that's uh, called uh, on Instagram. That is called the Catholic Feminist, and actually, it's a it's a podcast, and she's terrific. And um, people, she got on, and apparently, people had been asking her, like, "Are you gonna record something?" And yeah. she got on, and she was like, "No." She's like, honestly, my visceral reaction right now yeah. makes it to where I cannot add anything to what you know. So she, but she did say, which I I took uh, help that helped me. Is she said, "I have to in this in this time. I have to return to what I hold to be true, and what I hold to be true is that this is the Church of Jesus Christ, right. and that the Eucharist is the source and summit of my faith. Mm-hmm. Those two things do not change, even though um, all of this is." is part of what's going on right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I don't know what's going to happen to the to the hierarchy, you know, in the upcoming months. Things are things are going to happen, right? People right. are going to move around, people are going to retire or be resigned or whatever. But um in all of it, I really hope that the new that those guys in seminaries who are, are becoming priests, priests who are going to be bishops or bishops who are there now and who just need a little bit of a gut check, I, I hope that we all come to a a really deep understanding that this is Christ's church and that it's not about the political game. Right. Like, or
1: the power moves or the power plays or whatever, whatever, I'm whatever. I'm not,
0: I'm not so naive as to think that like that doesn't happen. Right. Like it's an organization at right. some level and that happens at every organization. But and there's people involved. Yes. But, um, man, not in this church, not right now. Mm-mm. Like I just, I pray that those guys coming out of seminary now, have been formed well and i think they have.
1: Right. We I talked to have. we talked to Deacon Henry last week. I mean, he is he is in seminary right now. And so, uh, you know, he had a lot of there was a lot of hope talking to him yeah. about the kind of formation that, you know, he talked about how um they used to not worry about forming the entire individual right. and now there's, you know, four places right. of formation that they that they go through it's not just so it it was very I left last week very hopeful for um and also I know Father Jesse Martinez and I know Father Doug Jeffers and I know uh you know Father James Misco, and these these are good and holy men so you know I just I can't um I can't lose hope right now that's probably the the worst thing to do is just despair. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: That's, I mean, that's what father Doug was saying. Father Doug said that in his homily at nine thirty. that despair is, that's another temptation. Like that is how actually Emily girlfriend said this. Um, she's like, that's how the sin keeps going. And I was like, yeah, that's really wise. Like someone else started this and despair is how we perpetuate, you know, the evil effects of this sin. Um,
1: But I do feel like in order to stop despairing, there has to have uh, there has to be some concrete action. So I I looked at my own life and I'm like, okay, you've you really have kind of despaired this week. So come Monday or come Sunday, what is it that you what do you want to do? And I thought, okay, well, if if uh, if Bishop has not released a statement, then I'll write to him and ask him to release one. And he did. Um, And I do think that it it's a little bit for myself a time of like sackcloth and ashes so I've decided that on Fridays I'm going to it's just going to be like a 40 day Lent for me right it's going to be um, on Fridays I feel like I need to fast for the victims specifically Um, I feel like I feel a grave a grave need to uh, to repair to be a part of the reparation process here Yeah,
0: I do too and I think I think that's the call of delay people Especially, I mean, those of us who work for the church already, you know, we need to be part of the renewal. How we do it, I don't know. The I don't know the ins and outs exactly. You know, I know there's a lot of talk about lay groups kind of taking charge and examining things, but how do you and I do it right here? I I think fasting is the best way. I've also thought about um, fasting on Fridays, just yeah, no, not even no meat, just like fasting straight up. Wow, Um, because I mean, that's what you're talking about, yeah, yeah, because like. It's. I think it's such a powerful practice, and we don't we don't engage it enough, right. Even during Lent, I, I stink at fasting, but but I think that's I think that's the way that each of us does this individually, right? Like there are things that the church as an institution can do, one hundred percent. Like I am I am fully supportive of continuing to uncover scandal, right? Uh, we need to,
1: yeah, light. It's it, only darkness, it, darkness is yes. only going to thrive if it, if it stays in secret and if it stays covered up It when we bring yep. light to everything, um, then, then truth is uncovered and we, right. it, we're responsible now to, to make sure. And you know, also I think we should say that it needs to be responsible. Like I, I do yeah, think that right, there is right. a, no, yeah, there yes. is a, there is, you know, my new favorite word is prudence. And we have to be prudent. We can't just be like, oh, you know, yeah. we can't just throw away uh, going through things methodically. I do think that there needs to be like a methodical process, but but there needs to be a process, right?
0: And that means things are going to take time. And that means the church for decades is going to, there's going to be this ebb and flow of breaking and repairing trust. I mean, that's just how it's always been, right? This is, this is nothing... This is nothing new. Well, and the Father's, church fails all yeah, the time. All the time. But but something else that each of us so so that's something that the church as an institution can do. Something as individuals, we can fast and pray, but also love our holy priests because without our friendship, they they despair. They despair. It's, it's they like despair. an island. It's an island. Yeah. I mean, it's an island. Yeah.
1: Because of of all that they are required, they need to do. us, and they yeah. need
0: to. They also need to realize that they need us. Yeah.
1: No, and I think we do have, we have priests that are, that are uh, really willing and open to, to, you know, they're, they're asking for us to pray for them. and, Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, and, and maybe not just even say like, I'll pray for you, but really come up with a schedule. Like I'm praying, you know, this week. Every night I'm going to pray for Father James, and next week I'm going to pray. It just needs to become part of the thread of who we are. Because I, I, I want to be real careful here, and and not uh, kind of give an easy out to to anybody. You know, these these men who perpetrated these acts, they are evil. Um, but I do want to say that I I think that the only way that the devil has to work in our world is is through this kind of the, these kinds of things, um, you know, I used to be really like, oh, spiritual warfare, like yeah. whatever. You guys are weird, um, but I just I, that's just not how I feel I feel anymore. I just know that the devil is present and he's working. And the one place that yeah. would make most sense to try to just <laughs> topple would be the Catholic Church. the
0: Catholic Church. I uh, so Bishop Barron released a statement last week on evil and the devil and you know i i believe in satan i believe in evil like yes he's real i 100% believe but even reading his statement i was like bishop's just scapegoating right, right? I mean, a part and that's of that, a, but that's a temptation that's right. it is it is sin it is sin it is criminal but it's also sin and right. so like yes evil is at the core so i of think that.
1: it could be and both yes. and i think you can totally and utterly be devastated and disgusted And I think we all are. We should be, and we, and we, yeah, and and we also can say like these men allowed sin and Satan to enter into um, the most holy and sacred of places. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's really important not to become despondent or despair. Or complacent. A lot of this was complacency. A lot of this was just like,
0: yeah. Eh. I know. Like, this is we're, what I keep thinking of is like, we are ready for action based Catholicism again. This, like, and I know it's cheesy, but like, I keep thinking about the title of our podcast. Like, we can't just go to church on Sunday and expect this to be fixed. Mm-mm. Like, we all have a responsibility. Absolutely. Each member of the church has a responsibility to do something about this. Right. Even if you don't think it's going to make that big of a difference, whether it's reaching out to survivors, whether it's befriending your priests and loving them and praying for them, whether it's fasting, wh- whatever it is, like, we've all got to do something. Right. Um, because, I mean, Christ said this church wouldn't, it's not, it's not going anywhere. It's not going to fail. It's not going to fall totally. but. Yeah. But that doesn't just happen magically, right? It happens because we each take responsibility for this church.
1: And we have, you know, I've had a couple conversations with some people who have known church history and like, there have been some brutal times. Like this is not the first brutal time. It's not going to be the last brutal time, but this is our time.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. This, if anything, um, this is like a moment of unification for all of us that we, we abhor this Mm -hmm. and we do not accept this kind of abuse. And we're moving forward in a new way. Right. We have to. Uh, We have to.
1: And Father James, um, a couple weeks ago, just talked about um, the bread and the wine and what has has to happen to wheat and what has to happen to grapes in order for uh, bread and wine to be made. You know, the wheat kernel has to be crushed and the grapes Mm -hmm. have to be trampled underfoot. And it's this, you know, the Eucharist is this beautiful symbol of, what's broken and what's good coming, coming together. And, and that's what this is. Like we cannot escape the brokenness. We cannot run from it. We cannot pretend it's not there. It's there. Right. So we've got to, we've got to do what we can to, to transform that brokenness into, into something that is good and right and true. Um, because it's, it kind of is on us. Yeah. We're going to, we cannot possibly leave this in the laps of all of our wonderful, great priests. Hey guys, go ahead and figure out this mess.
0: Right. While you're running your parishes and doing everything else. Right. We we're baptized as priests, prophets, and kings. We have priestly responsibilities and part of it is, is sacrifice. And part of it is shepherding people and leading people. Um, so each of us has a responsibility here. We, we, we can all fix this and we can fix this. We can move forward. Um, but we have to first I, I think we have to start from a clean slate and right. i don't think that's going to happen for a while.
1: We've got to we've got to embrace the re, re, the repentance of it all, you yeah. know. We've got to say we are so sorry. That's the first step is saying owning it and saying we are so sorry. And we i don't i don't want to hear reasons, i don't want to hear excuses. None of us really want to hear that, that most of this happened a long time ago. It happened. No. Yeah, right.
0: people from yeah. I wrote I wrote a Facebook post the other day, and it was like people from 1940 are still people. Right.
1: I don't Absolutely. care if it happened
0: forever Absolutely. ago. I don't care if people are dead. It right. still happened.
1: And I've seen uh, a lot of people sorry. who have come and said no, no, no. People who have come out like you and been very vocal uh, uh, and have said things, and then people responding by thank you. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, I was abused, and part of the pain and part of the suffering is that is the silence is deafening. When you have experienced such devastation for people to not say out loud, "This is not okay, what happened to you is right. not okay, and we are sorry right. um, we start we start by saying, "We're sorry,
0: yeah
1: and and meaning it and truly, right. truly, and all the Catholics that I know that love the church so much. Are truly devastated. Are truly sorry
0: and disgusted, and any other adjective you can think of. And if you don't think it's a strong enough adjective, we feel stronger than the adjective we're using. This is something that's that's difficult because we keep asking our bishops to speak out. I do. I'm doing the same thing. I just did it this morning. Right. Uh, and then we read their statements, and we're like, "Well, that wasn't good enough." That's right. because nothing that we can say is good enough. Right. Um, but there are. But there I'm are. Sorry been, is a darn good yeah. place to start.
1: <laughs> um, and I would seek out places. Uh of um of people who are really that you think are doing a good job yeah. you know um as best a job i guess you could do in yeah. this terrible situation um i feel like we at st louis are super super blessed right now i mean we've been blessed i mean it's great that they are excellent at homilies right it's great that they're uh, approachable it's great that they uh, are always here for us but I think right now in the middle of a fire, to have these three men who are not cowardly, you know, running away from this, but are standing and asking for our prayers and, and are standing in the middle of this uh, with us, like that is, that for me has, it just shows me who they are. Yes. Um, so how blessed are we? And, and just, you know, like Tom said, just tell them, yeah. You know, that you're praying for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They want to assure us that everything, they're, they're not going to be hurt. People aren't going to be hurt here. Right. And and we need to assure them that we trust them. Um, so, and you know, and our, everyone's on their own. Everyone's on their own journey. From that, our so. just
1: point of view, mine and Tom's, and just like the ministry aspect of this, we are so dedicated and so uh, aware of how important it is that we make sure that uh, vulnerable people on our campus are protected yeah so so just know that we the the ministers we are all committed to that right we are all committed to making sure that saint louis is a safe place um from the priest all the way um uh, to the employees so exactly that's exactly. all we can offer really
0: i know it's it's feels kind of uh helpless right like you can feel like your hands are tied with all this because it's like i want to say something that's going to fix things but right. we just it's just going to take life. We're going to have to live it. So um, so please, please pray for us at St. Louis and pray for the church all over the place, um, not just in the United States. And, and we're praying for you. We do love you. Um, and we're committed to building up this church. Like and subscribe and uh, go be church.